0: Hello, my name is Daniel Stuhlger and I'll be discussing my research project from the Billy Ireland Archive. The research topic that I'll be discussing is political cartoons. Some of the questions that I'm analyzing within my research project is I'm looking at how political cartoons have changed across centuries, decades and years. Um, How media portrays this, how people uh, perceive history through uh, political cartoons why uh, certain symbols and metaphors are used within political comics and overall i'm just trying to understand uh political comics in a more uh deeper uh nature personally i love uh politics and i love how social media perceives things and how social media changes the way we perceive um, history and so this topic relates to all those things. And so that is why I am analyzing uh, this topic. The two pieces that I've worked with from the Billy Ireland is uh, the race for the 2008 Democratic nomination. This is a collaboration of multiple authors to show um, all the different pieces being used in this time period. And then the next piece that I'm working with is from 1886. The year after Abraham Lincoln was assassinated and Andrew Johnson took power as president. And it is from Thomas Nast, who is proclaimed to be the father of political cartoons. He created the jolly St. Nicholas that we see today and the donkey and elephant for the for both political parties. The name of this piece is Andrew Johnson's Reconstruction and How It Works. Um, it's over 100 years old, like I said. Fun fact is that Thomas Nast created several copies of this piece. The one in the Billy Ireland is made of tear paper and is 56 by 38 centimeters long. So it's a very large piece compared to today's comics. Um, A copy that was created was uh, actually created out of, um, engraved out of wood that he did and now sits in the Library of Congress. So that's just like a fun fact. So to begin analyzing this piece, like to say that he created this with uh, feather and ink, so the detail is extraordinary with the cross hatching and the shadowing. Um, but this piece is very in depth. There's lots of emotion. It's immense. It you feel like you're trapped when you're looking at it because there's so much detail and so much happening within the piece. So unfortunately, I won't be able to cover everything in this comic because it is way too dense, like I already said, but I'm going to cover the uh, most important aspects of it. So in the top left and right, you see violence happening. You see uh, white Americans shooting African-Americans that are, you know, cowering on their knees. There's women, children, men um, unarmed, and it shows the brutality and the uh, inequality that the people had during this time period. In the background, you can see uh Abraham Lincoln's uh chapel being uh crumbled to rubble which shows the uh shows everything that Abraham uh Lincoln stood for is gone. All the slavery, anti anti slavery movement, it's all gone. Um there's lots of inequality, like I said, civil rights issues. The two top and left uh top left and right uh pieces in this panel are riots from New Orleans and Memphis, which were huge riots back in 1886 when uh, Johnson took power. In the very center column, uh, you can see Andrew Johnson in a jester-like costume. Uh, He is talking to a wounded uh, African-American Union soldier. he's almost whispering in his ear. This is uh, to show the Uh, this is a metaphor for Shakespeare's Othello. Uh, You can see the African-American is Othello and Andrew Johnson appears to be Iago, who's the sinister antagonist um, person in this play that is just so evil. And that comparison alone just shows uh, the people's perception of Andrew Johnson during this time period, which is why today we see Andrew Johnson as a, menacing president that is very unpopular uh compared to all other u.s presidents on the left and right edges of the comic uh you see papers floating down from the top that say pardon to rebels and vetoes to the union men this is to show that during andrew johnson's presidency he vetoed several things he took power of dc and pretty much had a and pretty much did whatever he wanted. Um, <clears throat> he was very against the separation of powers. He was very dictator-like and very anti um, anti uh, Congress. Very, he he wanted all the power to himself. He was also he also ratified the Fourteenth Amendment, which you know is the amendment that Abraham Lincoln you know created was against slavery anyways moving on so in the bottom left and bottom right you see a passage from othello and you see a passage from andrew johnson and so the reason why these are here is because they're showing the contrast of how similar um andrew johnson in this play were which is a metaphor for uh andrew johnson being sinister and sneaky and all of these types of evil in the bottom middle panel, you can see Andrew Johnson has a snake collar, while a snake that represents civil rights is strangling an African-American, while congressmen are watching this African-American lose his breath. This is to show that civil rights are essentially gone and that the Civil Rights Act is strangling these African-Americans. So how is this different from today's uh, political cartoons? Well, today's political cartoons shown in like the two thousand eight uh, race for the Democratic nomination. This is different because all the political political cartoons within the past twenty years have been very short, con- uh, short, concise, and easy to read uh, political cartoons. This is because today there's several uh, different types of social media such as Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, and so people are constantly seeing propaganda everywhere they look. So this uh, political cartoon is used to show it's supposed to be simple, easy to understand, and conveys a message in a short amount of time. Back in the day, in 1886, when this was created, uh, political cartoons were not the same. They did not have social media that we have today. The only way that they could get propaganda and media was through the newspaper, uh, word of mouth, and... Uh, political cartoons. This is one of the reasons why political cartoons were so big is because they would be put up in town squares and people would go to the town squares and stand there for minutes analyzing these pieces. is um, almost a piece of art. Um, and so looking back, why was this piece created the way it was? Well, it was created uh, in depth to show the complexity that was happening in America and the hatred that the people felt and the inequality uh, after Abraham Lincoln was assassinated and how Andrew Johnson pretty much took America and turned it upside down uh, after the civil war. So our perception of history during this time period is very poor based off this political cartoon. So political cartoons um, are very important because they portray uh, America and you know, politics during this time period. And that's essential to uh, historians and people looking back at this time period. Uh, the metaphors and symbols used um, were very comparative to, you know, metaphors and symbols that you would see in today's political cartoons. Um, also, political cartoons at this time period were, like I said, in depth, they were created by hand. Um, And they just, they meant a lot to people versus political cartoons today are just, oh, you see it like every once in a while, maybe like in a newspaper or in a magazine, but you don't go to a Times Square and you don't sit there and look for political cartoons. So political cartoons back then were very important versus today they have changed and they're very simple. They're still important, but they're not as important uh, in terms of propaganda as they once were. And so as I continue my research, I'm still analyzing on how um, things have changed, like other than the topics that I've already discussed today. But political cartoons are very uh, interesting and very rich of uh, history and the perception that the people had uh, back, back then. And without political cartoons, an essential piece of history would be lost. And so as I continue my research, I hope to analyze more of these uh, important issues that political cartoons bring up. So that wraps up my podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Thanks.